0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, college football fans, hey, and music fans across the nation and around the world. This is Tim May with the Tim May podcast. And man, I've got a co-pilot of co-pilots today, ladies and gentlemen. I've been wanting to have him on for quite a while now and uh, finally work, worked his way into his busy schedule. That didn't come out right, Evan Blake and Chip, But I think people know what I mean by now who listen to this podcast on a uh, on a yeah. continual basis they they can translate my words but uh evan blankenship welcome to the tim may podcast is my co-pilot
1: tim thank you very much buddy i appreciate you having me on here I'm, I'm excited to uh finally be able to get to do this with you this
0: is where you need to strum like an e chord or something man just kind of
1: all, all my guitars are in the garage right now just like getting soaking uh soaking in their sweat right now so it's uh yeah. With all, all the heat back in there. So I know I, know I should have had something a little bit, uh, I should have been more prepared. I should. Yeah.
0: You could bend some strings for everybody, but, uh, but you know, let's just jump right into it, man. I want to have you on because I do want to talk about you and your career, which is like, you've been going on for a while now, building a major following around the state of Ohio, et cetera. I mean, you know, uh, Jake Ballard, you know, the guy I play golf with a lot. Uh, we call him Bam Bam when he's on our <laughs> golf team. Cause you know why that, I know you've played golf with him before, but uh but the bottom line is he swears by me. He thinks he thinks you're big time talent. You know, uh, if you don't, I don't know if you remember this or not, but, uh, uh, your last year at Ohio state, I actually did a story on you in like December between the end of the regular season and the bowl game about, you know, cause I didn't know what was going on with you. I knew you played guitar and, you know, some of your buddies said you sang in the shower, but I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> but, uh, and then boom, you're gone. I mean, y'all don't think you played that bowl game. you were already pursuing your dream. But, uh, but the bottom line is, you've been, you've been, you've had a song in your in your heart for what your whole your whole life. How would you explain it to people?
1: Yeah, damn near. I mean, yeah. So, uh, I think yeah. I remember, dude. I remember that story like it was yesterday. Okay. Uh-huh? I remember still sitting in my in my room when you brought the. Uh, I can't remember the photographer's name. Bring the photographer out. Yeah. I still got, and all that stuff so um yeah it's it's been a it's been a minute but i've always uh i've always kind of knew i could sing uh, and i didn't pick up the guitar until later in college but my mom always had music playing around in the kitchen and it was always like frank sinatra and we were like really big into like boys to men and she like we we played so much music in the house country pop r&b um like that that's just the stuff that i grew up on so i i was a huge Luther Vandross fan and voice of Men and then Usher. Um, so it started kind of like on the R&B side of things. And then um, yeah. once I started getting into the high school, kind of switched over to country music and then come college, that's when I pretty much picked up a guitar and uh, started playing. So I always, like I said, I always knew, felt like the best thing that I was able to do in life was like sing. All right. So um, and now it's cool to kind of, you know, be doing that almost for a living. We're trying to get to the point where I am doing it for a living. But, um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a pretty cool ride so far.
0: Well, do, do me a favor, man. Keep your, keep the trailer with all your amps and everything locked up in a, uh, in a, in a part-time storage spot. Don't let people run off with your dream. You, know, you understand what I'm saying?
1: Uh, absolutely not. That stuff is, uh, we keep that stuff very close to us, all the, uh, all the band guys. So we, we make sure that stuff is locked up and uh, making sure nobody's getting in or out of there.
0: Matter of fact, I've still got some, I've uh, uh, still got some floor ramps and stuff in our basement here. My 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 sons had a had a band way back when and stuff. I've been trying to get them to come over and get their stuff. We had one mm-hmm. of my my son's drum kit down in our in our basement forever. He can play drums extremely well, but you know, as you well know in the music business, you can be the most talented guy out there. You still have to get discovered, right? I mean, and and then you get build up this following. And what what has impressed me about you uh, is the fact that you. You're keeping your nose to the grindstone. I had a brother that was much like you. I mean, very talented, could sing extremely well, never got that huge break, you know. But, you know, they traveled all over Texas, played gigs, actually all over the country and stuff. And, and yeah. it, you, know, you know, you just wish you could explain it to people while you're while you're building your following of, like, really how tough it is, but really what a great time you're having, right? I mean, all at the
1: same time, right? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a a line there. I mean, and we do look at it like kind of like as a business, right. Um, You know, we want to, we want to go out there. We want to put on a good show for people. We want people to follow us back because we want more and more people to to come to our shows each and every time, you know, we go out there and play. Um, But yeah, it's uh, you know, we, we look at at it as a business to what shows make, good sense for us and what venues make good sense and you know how many people can fit into a specific venue. you know it's, we're kind of like getting to the point where people were like just this past Sunday we had a show at one o'clock and I, we were being told that people were showing up at like eight o'clock in the morning for a one o'clock show. And it's just like do we really want to start doing that to people? So uh, I mean it is cool to see like the progression and how how big our following is getting around Ohio and around Columbus and stuff. Yeah, So we're extremely thankful for that. But, uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen, like what we'll need to be doing in the next, you know, year, two years, three years. Like you said, if we do catch that big break or that, that one song that takes us to another, another level, you know, I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, but it's been, uh, yeah, it's been pretty cool so far.
0: I hope you've got somebody, you know, in, in the area, you know, close to your group that's like getting a lot of video and things like that. So when y'all do make it big, like that Elvis movie came out, you know, but you look at all these retrospectives on Elvis that have popped up ever since that happened. And you go, man, there was Elvis when he was 19 playing in East Houston, you know, and uh, there were, you know, he was on the stage with a pickup band that happened to be there. And uh, those are just cool things to watch, you know, in retrospect.
1: That's a great thing about social media, I guess, yeah. in the day and age is that like people tag us and all that stuff on Facebook. So, um, you know, we get to go back and see or they, like Facebook will pop, uh, pop up like Facebook memories from like a year or two ago. And we can kind of see what shows we were playing last year, um, especially like it's cool, like with the Fourth of July week and stuff, because we usually always do stuff on the holidays, uh, Labor Day, Fourth of July, mm-hmm. Memorial Day, all that stuff. So it's kind of yeah. cool to reminisce a little bit about what we've done in years past and kind of see the progression to where we're at right now.
0: It's funny the way you described your following, too, it reminded me of the movie Hoosiers. You know, I remember when they got hot and they got, they got, when they were on the road, there was the bus and then all these people from town following the bus. I got, I got an idea. That's what y'all look like on the road. Isn't that right?
1: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know where at that point yet, but that would be, yeah, pretty, pretty nice. Yeah, uh, people start chasing us down in in our trucks and tour bus, so that'd be pretty cool.
0: Or like yeah. in, a, or in a slap shot. Remember that? <laughs> we're there anyway. That's a that's a movie from a long time ago. You probably haven't even seen. It, although it was filmed in your neck of the woods over there, in Pennsylvania, New York. But, but mm-hmm. uh, of course, I digress. Hey, Evan, real quick before we move on, uh, I mean, move it in deeper into your, your career, which I want to get into. Uh, mm-hmm. Dude, can you think? I mean, just think if name, image, and likeness had been around back when you were in school there in the mid two thousands, you could have been playing gigs on the weekend, especially. During the spring and summer, right? I mean, when when Coach Tressler or somebody did have you guys run some kind of workout routine or something. But
1: yeah, and I, th- and I think that was something that we talked about in like that interview way back when. Yeah. Um, you know, co- back then our compliance department came up to me, and this was like this was 2010 ish, um, I think, when you you could start first start making money off of YouTube, and um, I was I had a couple hundred thousand views on some of my videos at that point and they're like hey listen you're not able to you know say you're Evan Blankenship with Ohio State you're not allowed to have any kind of Ohio State stuff on I couldn't go out and play at bars and promote myself as Evan Blankenship or anything like that because that was of course a NCAA violation at that point so look like thinking back now it's just like I'm I'm happy for the guys that are there now I think that you know at least they're at least they have the opportunity to get something in return and it isn't this like huge deal anymore at this point but it's just it is funny looking back it's like damn i could have uh, i could have started a lot earlier had I, if i want if i wanted to all right do you have all your gold pants uh they're at my mom's house back home yeah. all so of them <laughs> I, have, I have everything i've got the i keep the rings with me um I think my mom has, uh, I gave my mom two pair and my sister two pairs. So they have yeah. the, uh, the gold pants at their place. And I've, I've got all the uh, big 10 rings at my place. Or right. We're still going to do a body
0: check for tattoos in a moment, Just to make sure <laughs> you didn't trade any of those in. I think you knew where I was going with that, but you were trying to low key it because, you know, you've always done things the right way. Uh, but it's it is crazy. You know? Yeah. But it is crazy. I mean, you could have been, you were already building a following back then, but you couldn't take advantage of it and, I would think the more you look back on it, the stupider that looks, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. They're like, I look now, and kids have like YouTube channels, and they're making all kinds of money, both on YouTube and like with the name, image, and likeness stuff. And you're seeing guys now getting like hundreds of thousands of dollars, or even millions of dollars, of in like name name, image, and likeness stuff. And you know, back then, I couldn't. You know, accept any tips from anybody, just from like standing on a corner playing guitar. If I wanted to, yeah. so like, we've come we've come a long way. I'm glad I'm glad we're at to, at this point where guys can do that. And yeah, I mean, I was never one to you know break the rules or like step out of bounds or try to you know press my luck with anything. So um, I just tried to do things the right way. I mean, that was something Tress always instilled in us is you know yep. do the yep. right thing and then. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm happy for those guys though now that yeah, they can. Yeah. But
0: in other words, a guy could have walked up to you with a pack of uh of uh guitar strings, a replacement pack of guitar strings and you would have had to pay him for them, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, or, you know, sit out to Yeah, or, or sit game. out whatever the suspension would have been for accepting a pack of guitar strings. Sit
0: out the yeah. sit out the Purdue game, you know.
1: <laughs> hey, by the way, hang on a second. I've got a call.
0: I've got a uh, I've got a question from a listener here. Hang on one second. Let me find it. Uh it's a guy that uh uh, you've known real well. Anyway, he doesn't want to identify himself, uh, but he wants to know, he goes, he goes ask Evan about his basement bedroom and beer pong bedroom situation at our college house. Do you remember anything about those kind of things? Those hijinks while you were in college uh, playing football at You uh, said Ohio state a while ago, but you know, it's the Ohio state. Now you should have, you should have marketed that when you could have back in the 2000s, but
1: go ahead. I know exactly. Okay. So, well, I don't know. Uh, Who's sending this? But I had two basements. I lived in the basement of both houses. Right. Uh, the first, the first house flooded like every other weekend. So I would be like, I'd be asleep, and then I'd wake up if it would rain. Then I'd wake up, and then like I'd step like one foot out of bed, and then there would be like water up to my shin. So i be like, oh, this is awesome. So uh, yeah, I lived in I lived in that basement for a hot minute for. Real you know, quick, what what part of around campus or was it near campus? Where was it? It was. Uh, I believe it was 18th and I think that house is like 18th and summit. So up there on Summit. Um can't quite remember the street, uh what street exact what the exact street we were on. Like Chittenden or something like that. No, no, 18th. Yeah,
0: that'd been up. up. But yeah, let me ask was... you this, did you complain to your slum lord often about it?
1: Uh, not really. I just moved into our beer pong room. So uh, the guys were kind of a little PO that I took away their beer pong room. I'm like, boys, this is like the fifth time this has happened to me. I'm not going to keep waking up. I, I bought like 800 fans to like put down there just to like dry the place out. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I got I to move upstairs. So there was that house. And then uh, one of my other good buddies, uh, oddly enough, is a huge Michigan fan. And so he would, uh, he comes downstairs and hang his little Michigan uh flag in, in my basement at every every chance that that he could get and uh there might have been some nights where i might not have been the most sober person in the world and have done some uh nasty things to it but it was uh i mean those, yeah. those are the, you know college college houses man you just uh that's where you make all the memories at so they were uh those were the good times i was gonna say man you had you had a, you had a big group of fans a big group of friends who are still
0: huge fans of yours right i mean you know, we were talking a while, a while ago about uh, Jake Ballard, but he's
1: one of those guys, right? I mean, he's kind of stood by you through thick and thin, had not he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's uh, – him and I go way back. So, uh, Jake was one year older uh, – he's one year older than me, so he was already in his second year when I first got there. And after my freshman year, he kind of um, – I think he took me under his wing, but, like, we just kind of merged friend groups. And so, um, when he had an opening in his place in the basement, that would flood every other day. Um, that's where I ended up moving into and, uh, all the guys that we were living with were, you know, his buddies from high school. And so we all just became really good friends and we've all gone to each other's weddings and we've been in each other's weddings. And, um, so it's been, uh, you know, those, they're my friends for life now. So I'm, I'm very grateful for that.
0: Hey, the coolest wedding, the coolest wedding you've attended of all that group, who was it? was it in Vegas? I mean where, where where did y'all end up going? I mean what 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 what, what was the was circumstance?
1: Huh? The bachelor party or the or the, or the well, wedding? The bachelor
0: party, yeah, but yeah, that's right. I guess the wedding wouldn't be in Vegas. Maybe it would, but Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah you never know.
0: You could live as soon as you're leaving, you you know, uh uh happiness is sin city in your rearview mirror. That could be a song for you. But uh
1: <laughs> But uh, but Man, well, it, I'm always I'm always looking for song titles. So any anytime yeah. you want to send over some song titles my way, just uh, yeah, just let me know. Well, Man, I, I think my bachelor party—I always say it was like one of the greatest days of my life. My wedding, the birth, the birth of my children, and my wedding day, my bachelor party. I, we went down to Charleston for about uh, three or four days, and uh, I absolutely loved it down there. So it was—we uh, had a beach house right across. Uh, from oh, the oh, wait a
0: minute. I thought you meant Charleston, West Virginia.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just joking.
0: <laughs> wait a minute. That may, that may alienate some of your fans. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say it that way. Oh, I thought you <laughs> meant Charleston, West Virginia. Oh, you mean Charleston, South Carolina. Now go ahead. There
1: ain't, there ain't nothing wrong with Charleston, West Virginia. That's what no,
0: <laughs> no, no. There's there's some rabid fans down there, brother. I guarantee you got fans in that city. Uh, but what was the coolest thing about that? What, what, what was the coolest thing about that bachelor party? I mean, what do you remember most about it?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, honestly, like... But you so can tell didn't... us. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, It was like just going from like the pool, uh, you know, we were just out there drinking all day. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not one to like go out and like party it up like all big. So like it was kind of nice, just relax, hang out by the pool. And then just if we wanted to change up the scene, go across the street to the beach and um, hang out to the beach all day. And then we'd go bar hopping uh, at night. So nobody... Yeah got arrested so I mean that's the you know that's that's always nice but uh yeah it was just it was just a good time with a bunch of boys from back home and then all my college dudes so it was, yeah. uh, it was a good thing. I'm not sure that's the basis for a really good country hit
0: though I mean you know I need to tell you about my about my weekend down in Nashville one time with four of my buddies uh down in Nashville but that's where you're trying to get I mean what your uh, your band is named north to Nashville correct?
1: About that, yeah,
0: And I was trying to uh, help you with that, that really you're, you live in Ohio and so it's really South from here, but I digress. I understand totally where you're going with that. I mean, you know, Michael Brewster's down there now, you know, working for Eddie George at Tennessee yeah. state. I mean, uh, Nashville's a, a, a hopping place and let's just give people an idea of where you kind of are in your, in your climb. Because you know, like I said, I had a brother who was trying to do this business for a long time, just waiting for that one big break, you know, of, a band to put them in front, you know what I mean? Or, or Mm -hmm. as a, what do you call it? The warm-up act or the, uh, what do you call it? The first band that goes on, but just somebody to give them, get them recognized, you know, where they would get that big, that big break. And, uh, you, and to think you can just make that happen is kind of unrealistic, right? I mean, you've just got to keep plowing the road, right?
1: it's like very very rare i feel like that that happens uh unless something goes viral on tiktok or twitter or facebook or instagram whatever like we haven't had those viral moments yet but um yeah we're doing uh, we're doing we're doing very well i think uh within the greater columbus area um i like to think of us as like the number one band in in town um uh-huh. It sounds weird coming out of my mouth because I don't really like talking like that. I mean, we're just I think you mentioned it earlier. I just try to keep my notes to the ground, grindstone, and just keep pushing out as much music and you know content and just try to put on a good show for people. But um our audiences, they're getting bigger and bigger every show. Um, we're trying to take over, we've got this mindset, we're trying to take over the state of Ohio. Um, we've got a a lot of great fans up towards the the Cleveland area. We're trying to break in more into the Cincinnati-Dayton market. We've got folks from out in Weirton and uh, Wheeling and Pittsburgh. Um, so pretty much next is going to be kind of moving towards Indianapolis, up towards like Toledo, I guess. Yeah. So we just played a country festival uh, this past Thursday, a country concert out in Fort Laramie. Uh, Old Dominion and uh, Carrie Underwood were some of the bigger names there. And, uh, Sweet. and then- We've got uh, Blame Our Roots Festival with Nico Moon this Thursday out in Belmont, Ohio. So, yeah, we're just trying to grow this thing as possibly as or as big as we possibly can and get it. And that's what I've always kind of said is I don't, you know, take anything for granted. We're very appreciative of all the opportunities that we've gotten. Uh, It was just uh, early, I think it was, yeah, almost about a month ago, a little over a month ago, we got the opportunity to open up for Eric Church um, at Kemba Live. So, and. That was surreal, Surreal. I mean, in front of like 5,000 people uh, that we were playing in front of. So those yeah. kinds of things are, uh, you know, what what keeps us going, I, I should say. So it's been, uh, been a, good, a good journey for us so far.
0: And the people, I mean, uh, how much of you all stuff is original? How much do you cover? I mean, uh, how much, you know what I mean? What, what, what sort of y'all is a mix there?
1: Yeah, so we, uh, I mean, it depends by show. So we do have a record coming out later this year. It'll be all original music. We've got 10 songs coming out. Uh, We do have music out currently on Spotify and iTunes and Pandora pretty much. However, uh, you listen to music, you know, we can, you can find us. Uh, So we do have uh, 10 original songs that we'll be putting out. uh, But usually when you come to our shows, like we'll play anywhere from like typically between three and four hours. And so we'll try to do like three, um, like three covers and then like one original. So yeah, we'll be. Seven eight nine originals throughout the length of the entire set, but you know those kinds of shows when we go out to bars at like Buckeye Lake or like Ugly Mug and like Canal and like all these other places um, you know people just want to dance and you know listen to the music that they're that they're familiar with so you know we'll we'll sneak in our originals every now and then um, just to kind of give them a heads up like hey this is our music that you'll be able to listen to here in the next few months uh, we've gotten a lot of great responses back from them. Um, so I think uh, the folks that we've talked to and the people that come out and see us, they're uh, they're excited to get some North to Nashville original music in their lives.
0: What do you find, Evan?
1: Is is the attraction? I mean, because I, mean, I, I would think part
0: of your time is you, you. may not even know you're doing it, but you're studying other people. I mean, you're. I mean, oh, for sure. I mean, and you, you're wanting to know, okay, how do? You, who's the guy I'm thinking of? Is it Stapleton is it? What's his name? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, he, right. <laughs> so. he was. He was sort of an unknown, you know, and all of a sudden, dude, he's, you know, he's as hot as it gets, right? Right. I mean,
1: I mean, well, no, like he might have been unknown to a vast majority. right? Of, That's what I'm talking about. But yeah. in Nashville, pretty much everybody knew who Chris Stapleton was. Yeah. Like he's one of those guys where you said, like, he got I think he got a, a writing deal, like his third or fourth day in Nashville. And then he was writing for like, Pretty much everybody else in town. So I don't know how common that really, like that kind of thing, really is. But yeah, he had an incredible writing career. He's written thousands of songs for for people. And then when that when that time came for him to kind of turn into a solo artist, I mean, he just he took off. Yeah, yeah. Ten- Tennessee whiskey came out, and oh he played with Justin Timberlake, and it was like lights out. It was game over. So oh yeah, that Tennessee I
0: love that song, "Smooth as Tennessee yeah. Whiskey," man. I mean. Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, I'm sorry, I'd start singing, but that would, that would ruin the whole you
1: know, <laughs> There you go, man.
0: Because yeah. I was blessed with no singing talent. Uh, I can't <laughs> even talk straight, so yeah. go, go figure.
1: We yeah, can sing, it's just a matter of uh, if we're in tune or not. So,
0: <laughs> no, it's a matter of if somebody's listening or not. <laughs> yeah, because you know? yeah. I sound really good by myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm big on uh, Elvis's trilogy, man. I love the American trilogy. Uh, I could sing that all night in the shower, but yeah. uh. But the bottom line, what going we get to here? Though is you know, have you found is it is it the way you sing that's attractive, or is it the songs you sing? You understand what I'm saying? I mean, because because yeah. a lot of people do cover stuff, you know, who are never going to make it big. Right now, yeah. you're you're bigger than most people ever get, you know, who pursue this for a living, etc. But you know, what do what do you think it is about? I guess your voice that that attracts people. I guess
1: I think it, I think there's a I think there's a good mix of, I think my voice is unique. Yeah. I I don't think there's a whole lot of people uh, around town that sound like me. Um, I think it's a combination of what the band's doing behind me. I, I think we've got one of the best guitar players in Columbus, Brian Turnbull. I think we've got one of the best bass players in Ryan Tui. And then I think our drummer, Ben Anderson is one of the best in, you know, the entire town, state, whatever as well. So I, the guys that, um, that are behind me playing, I, you know, I'd put them up against anybody. So yeah. between, my, between my vocal, the, the band that we're playing and then the songs that we're playing, to your point, you know, I think people can come to our shows and expect us to play songs that they won't hear anywhere else. I was in Nashville for six years and it's like, you go from one bar and you'll hear um, Turn the Page or uh, a Johnny Cash song or whatever, Wagon Wheel. Um, or Freebird, you know, yeah. one of those that people always shout at you. So you'll go from, you know, one bar and you'll hear wagon wheel, and then you'll go to the next bar and you'll hear, hear wagon wheel, like two songs later, then you'll go to another bar and then there'll be wagon wheel. It's just like, they're just recycling the same songs over and over again. And when I was coming back up to Columbus, I didn't, you know, I didn't want to take that approach. You know, let's start playing some music that, you know, people aren't going to one. They may be more difficult songs that, can sing. We do a lot of Chris Stapleton stuff. Parachute's one of the hardest songs that uh, that I sing personally and we try to do it in the same key as him and you know if you're playing a four-hour show and that's that song comes up at like the three and a half hour mark it's you know you're struggling to get past it so and I don't know if I unfortunately don't get to go see many other bands play but I don't know if any other bands would be playing you know song necessarily. So when you come to North to Nashville show, that's the kind of stuff that we want to give those people or songs that, um, that they may not hear anywhere else. So, um, but yeah, I I certainly believe that the band that we, we have the songs that we're playing songs that we're writing. um, I don't want them necessarily sounding like anything else that they've ever heard. You know, there's, there's a, a certain sound that radio puts out right country radio puts out that they kind of maybe all sound the same um so taking that it's taking that sound and reworking it to something that is original in your eyes in my eyes at least um so you know uh, yeah we'll see what happens like i said when the record comes out but when people come to shows just they're gonna get a big booming voice me screaming and sweating into the microphone for three or four hours and uh it'll be it'll be a dance party for sure Dude, do you get like uh,
0: you know, scarfs or something to put around your neck and throw them out to the, throw them out to the, to the fans? I mean, do you do you have any kind of like signature thing you do? I I try I throwing if, peanuts. If, I mean something.
1: If I had a well, I don't, we I throw a guitar picks. So we got oh, okay. Uh, so that, that's that's what I start whipping at people is uh, guitar picks towards the end of the night. I have a little bit of the natural stuff, but I can't be wearing scarves up on stage, man. I, I I sweat too much. So yeah,
0: well, so did Elvis, man. But that's that's what the, that's what the ladies seem to like, you know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> was, he had those he had those long yeah the uh, long uh, pants long shirts. I I don't understand how he how he he was doing that, but yeah.
0: Man. Hey, tell me something though. You were in Nashville, like you said. I mean, you 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 struck out to Nashville, meaning, not going to mean you struck out in Nashville, you struck out to Nashville to to make it, right, to make it big, and would explain those years there, how frustrating was it, I mean, and how enlightening was it, you know, all at the same time?
1: So, the first, like, two years living in Nashville was, like, a, um, it was, like, a, a learning experience, learning the ins and outs of the music industry, and, like, you should be doing what you shouldn't be doing what you should be writing who you should be writing with um like how many times you should be writing so it's like i was just trying to get a sense of how the music industry worked i still don't really have a a good grasp of everything but i at least know enough to be dangerous right now um so the first two years yeah i I wasn't putting too much pressure on myself uh the last three or four years i was like hey man we got it maybe make something move, and I joined up with a band out of Buffalo and that didn't end up going anywhere. And um, that was like fairly disappointing. I, I, don't, I don't know, it was just uh, a weird time for me down there. I didn't really have anything cooking, I was writing. Uh, I made friends with a lot of great writers who I still kind of keep in touch with today. And we'll still like text ideas uh, to each other back and forth and we'll send lyrics or we'll even hop on Zooms and uh, we'll write some stuff. So um, I'm, yeah, I'm thankful for that side of things. But yeah, it just got to the point where it kind of stalled out on me. I, was, um, I wasn't playing too many shows. I was doing more of the writer's round things. I was focusing more on like the writer stuff. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah when, that, when that kind of died out, uh, my wife, she, uh, she was offered the opportunity to t- a job up here at Abbott. And, you know, she moved down there for me back in 2012. And so it was like, we made the move back up here for her. And I always said, like, you're a small fish in a huge pond down there in Nashville. Everyone's trying to do the same thing. Um, I don't, I don't look at it as a mistake necessarily because of what I learned, like I said, in those first couple of years, that's, that's where I learned to be a songwriter. I mean, that's like, that's where I learned how to put together chords and music and ideas down on pen and paper and then translate them into the guitar and like, different melodies and what works so like that's I learned all that stuff down there so I always told her like hey if, if the time comes or if a, an offer comes and that we have to you know kind of get out of town um, I can still do this up in Columbus like there's yeah. there's a lot of people that are that are making music look at the Texas music scene like I did an interview not too long ago with somebody and it was like it, it'd be cool to like kind of create this like Ohio music scene yeah kind of um because like the texas country like music industry had that's its own little thing down there like like you know yeah. um, so there there's been so many like texas dudes that just play around the state of texas and uh i'm not saying i, I only want to focus on the state of ohio because i think we're good enough to expand our music to you know the entire country but um yeah like i said i that's kind of where i learned everything and i i just want to kind of lost my train of thought where I was going, but no, I, was... I mean,
0: bottom line is there, there is no train. There is no train track that leads you exactly where you want to go. I mm-hmm. don't mean to pick up on train of thought there, but that, you know, there is no, I mean, it is like, there are sightings, you know, and all kinds of things that can take you off your beam or suddenly take you into like, uh, you know, being discovered, you know, it's like, <laughs> like you say, you were, you were a 10 year right. overnight, overnight discovery. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's where i was that's where i was going with it so like yeah being a the uh, small fish in a big pond up here Well, you know coming back up to ohio and knowing the voice that i have and my writing capabilities now i'm like you can kind of be the big fish in a sp- small pond and really uh you know hone yeah. in on your audience and get your core audience from the market that you live in and where people are going to come see uh whether you're playing up in westerville or Out of Buckeye Lake or in Marysville, so like we've got people from all over, uh, all over Central Ohio, all over Ohio. Uh, I've got you know people from Wheeling that are coming out seeing us play up in like Dublin. So it's just like that. You know, when you see those people out there, it's just like okay, this is this is pretty cool. The the range that these people are driving to to come see you. So uh, yeah, if we can if we can build up a big enough audience here. Um, it's, it's funny when, so we opened up for Luke Combs Luke in 2019, and um, I remember him saying something like when he first came out, um, he loves playing in the state of Ohio. Country music fans are amazing in the state of Ohio, so Ohio was always one of his favorite states to come in and play, and I absolutely agree with that. I think people in Ohio love country music, and I think North to Nashville is giving them music that you know, they don't have to drive to Nashville to hear.
0: Yeah, um, You know, Evan, a thing that's always puzzled me uh, because I have no singing voice, just ask my wife or anyone else who's heard me, but I had brothers that could sing extremely well. I have one brother, my one lone remaining brother who thinks he can sing. He thinks he sounds like Elvis, but who doesn't, right? Yeah. But my point is, Tony, he'll get a kick out of that. But uh he actually watches these podcasts. But I wanted to ask you, when did you, when did you, find your voice and you know where I'm going with this because a lot of people try to imitate people like I said about Elvis or whomever Freddie Mercury etc my favorite front man ever Uh, although I may I may count you up in there we'll see but uh, the bottom line is a lot of people end up trying to you know they kind of fake a voice instead of it being their voice and when did you find I guess your voice as a singing voice that that you find that you think is unique explain that process
1: yeah, I'm actually glad you brought that up. Um, so as I, as I was saying, like Garth Brooks, I think actually came out and said that he would listen to other people's songs and get ideas from other people's songs. So I kind of think of it the same way when like, I'm gonna answer this question because I hear like some stuff that Chris Stapleton does and I hear some stuff that like Lee Rice does, or even like like I was earlier when I was listening to like, my mom would listen to like Brooks and Dunn and pick up on different john michael montgomery is another guy that she absolutely loved so um like listening to those guys um i can kind of hear some vocal riffs that um i'm like okay that might have been something that like one of those guys did in the past and i'm subconsciously now doing it um but uh when you said like some guys may be faking like an accent or something like that uh so back in 2000 and i believe it was 14 yeah it was one of my first few years uh first couple years in nashville i went out and tried out for the voice so uh, i drove over to st louis and did the whole like through the whole process thing. and i ended up getting i'm getting in front of the judges and the chair turned around so that's like another uh obstacle in this relationship journey here but um i needed a turn turned around but when you're at the voice they give you a vocal coach and uh, mine was a woman, Trelawney Rose. And I remember singing a song and um, she was like, can you just me for a second? And she was just asking me like random questions and I was like, talk to her, just like I'm talking with you. And she's like, you don't really have an accent when you, when you talk. So like, where is this accent coming from when you sing? And I'm like, I don't really know. I think I'm just singing it how a guy is singing it. In the song, you got to make it your own. You got to sing, like, you know, how you want to sing. How, like, what your voice is, like, before. And that kind of, like, blew away a little bit. Or I was like, okay, maybe I don't need to, you know, impersonate every single line, every single word that some of these other guys are singing. So whenever I'm gonna, like, write my own song or whatever, yeah, it's, like, it's me that's, that's singing stuff. It's not, I'm not trying to pick up on, you know, I'm trying to do how everybody else is doing it. Yeah, uh, that's like what I when we uh, when we play some of these songs or cover songs for uh, for shows. Um, I, I listen to other vocal coaches on on YouTube, and that's one of the main things that they say is to make it your own. So, you know, you want to sing within the boundaries of the song itself, but you know, throw in some of your own little you know riffs that that you yeah. know you're good at. That's that's kind of what I do. So, um, yeah, it was probably like around that the early. Nashville years, like I said, I, I learned a lot in there. And that was a big lesson for me is, um, you know, don't right. try to sing it like anybody else. Sing it how, you know, how you sing, how you sing it? Yeah, I was going to say, I caught
0: the the, the Star Spangled Banner, you know. A, everybody, you know, you, you like people that just step up there and sing it. I mean, with right. a little bit of their real voice, but don't take me over, you know, like Carl Lewis tried to do and, I, you know, countless others. Don't try to take me on a journey, you know, yeah. of, of how you can like uh, uh, basically uh, screw up, you know, the Star Spangled Banner, sing it with your voice, you know, because your voice usually will stand, you know what I mean, mm. on its own, without yeah. the, without the,
1: the jazzification. You the, the ethics, if you, if you got it, like flaunt it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so just, uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Your, your no. Personality, I guess, is like what, I, what I'm trying to say, like show what the you yeah, the, the uniqueness, everybody's got their own voice. Everyone, you know, has their own unique characteristics in their voice. So show yep. that out. I'm a, I'm more of like a baritone. So like I can kind of hit, I, I I'm talking to you now, so I've got kind of like a lower voice, but um, I can still kind of hit higher notes upper up in my register. And I try to expose that whenever, whenever I go out there and sing. Yeah. Not a One lot of my, baritone can do that. Yeah. One of my favorite
0: guys right now is a guy named Jonathan Antoine. He's a tenor out of England. And, yeah. uh, he, he, he was on like the, you know, whatever it was, uh, something talent, uh, England's got talent or whatever it is over there, but, uh, yeah. you know, with Simon Cowell and all those guys, but, but I friended him on Twitter and it's clear that this guy had a naturally great voice. He's up there in, you know, sweatpants. He's a big fat guy <laughs> at that point up there, sweatpants. his hair hadn't didn't look like his hair had been done for six weeks whatever yeah. but man when he opened his mouth oh my goodness and my wife and i actually went to see him in in toronto a couple of years ago before you know canada got closed everybody because of covid yeah. uh, but it was funny because he remember he knows me you know from following him on twitter and boosting him but my point is he just sings his voice he doesn't try to do Pavarotti, you know yeah. he tries to do and I, i've always been intrigued by that you know finding your own voice because usually your own voice is unique right yeah. i mean that's, that's what separates you
1: from the other guy, right? That's that's exactly it. And like, like what I said earlier, um, about when you'll go bar hopping to, you know, different spots in Nashville and you'll kind of hear the same song over and over and over again. Well, it's almost like, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to knock anybody down Nashville, but kind of everybody sounds the same down there. It's like everybody wants to have a Southern draw and they want to sing the songs, uh, in the same way. And, it's just, that's just not for me. I don't, I don't care if I mess up a song or I don't care if we don't play it the same way. I want to play it how I want to play it, how, you know, I want to put my different, I want to put my spin on it. Right. Yeah. So, um, I think our crowds have, uh, been appreciative of that, not, not doing the same thing that they hear every other time they may hear the song.
2: So.
0: Can I ask you one last thing about the music business I'll get out of here? Uh, and i want to ask you a couple things about high state football again, just for the fun of it. Uh, see if you're paying attention, but, uh, when you guys do cover, when you're a cover band and you do, you cover songs, do you have to pay for that?
1: Uh, When you do cover songs? No, I think that's, there's like an artistic license that kind of frees you from doing uh, cover songs. Yeah. So like, if I wanted to go out and record Purple Rain and put it on a record, like I don't believe that I would have to like pay anybody for that. Uh, Now there is a, thing that you can do with BMI and ASCAP and all these songwriting companies is, um, anytime you kind of go out and play, um, you can kind of upload a set list and, um, the songwriters that wrote those songs will get paid like every time you go out and play that. So usually what I'll do, yeah, is I'll like upload a set list and, um, like I've got songs on there that I've written that I'm a part of like BMI. And so I will get paid my 10 cents every time I, I play that song. So uh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you get guys like Luke Combs and some of these other like huge songwriters and you've got however many millions of people around the country singing your stuff. I mean, it starts adding up, adding up a little bit. But uh, so there, there is a way that those guys can get paid, but there's some, yeah, I think there's some like artistic licensing that kind of frees you from having to pay doing any kind of covers and all that. At 10
0: cents I, I, as soon as you said that it reminded me of that Seinfeld episode where uh Jerry Seinfeld's comedy or something was being rehashed over in Japan and he got these uh he's got these uh checks what do you call those checks uh residual checks or whatever mm-hmm. and it would be like for 48 cents or something and he had to sign them all and he got a so hand you get,
1: huh so you get paid every three months like every quarter you'll get paid from like two quarters ago yeah um, it's, it's something like that. And, uh, my last, like, uh, my, my last commission check or revenue check, however you, whatever you want to call it was the first time I ever hit 20 bucks on it. So, uh, we're we're moving on up in the world, baby. So. But
0: but dude, seriously,
1: that's, that's a compliment, man. I mean,
0: I I mean, uh, like you said, you know, it's as long as it keeps moving up incrementally, but, but that means somebody's using your stuff. Somebody's playing your stuff, right? I mean,
1: that's a compliment, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, it's funny. So it goes directly into our bank account. And for the last however many years, like every, every three months, you get 47 cents, $1.20, $1.79. And it's just like, it's, it's been kind of cool to see it kind of growing and growing to where we're like, okay, now we're over $20. Let's see if we can get it to fifty bucks. Let's see if we can get it to hundred. Let's see if we can get it to a thousand. So, like, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see if, if one song takes takes off, then uh, we may be we may be shooting for the the stars here. But we'll see. Hey, real quick before you go, uh, do, do you promote Ohio State football? When you know, when,
0: when you're out on some of your shows, I mean, do you? I would think some of your following is is based on the fact that you were an Ohio State football player, and you you know you've got a cadre of those guys that follow you. Obviously, I don't mean necessarily like the hickory basketball team but they follow it you know and uh uh, but then and how i guess how proud are you of you know like right now i mean ohio state's considered one of the premier maybe top two or three schools football wise in the country at this moment and stuff but i don't you know just kind of give me that feel of like the roots there that you kind of draw from there but you're proud of being a former buckeye you know yeah. Well, you're not a former Buckeye, you're a former Buckeye player. Go ahead. Yeah,
1: yeah. so every, uh, every show, we have a song called Not Bad for a Night's Work. And it was uh, one of the first songs I worked on when I moved to Nashville. So that was like the first song that I even got experience in like singing in a, in a recording booth, like going into the studio and seeing how guys yeah. like actually make a song and how to edit a song. So it's called not not bad for a night's work and uh when we go out and play it there's usually a part there's like a drum beat that'll start the song and i'll talk over the drum beat and i'll tell my my little story i've got a little two-minute spiel about how from 2007 to 2011 i was a part of uh you know the ohio state football team going to one of the greatest you know universities in the world and um you know i'll do my whole ohio kind of thing to the crowds and you know they they eat that stuff up yeah uh, but that's where, I mean, that's where I tell them my story. Like, yeah, I was playing football from 2007 uh, to 2011. Then when my playing days were done, I moved down to Nashville and this is the very first song that um, I had the privilege of working on uh, down in Nashville. And then we go right into it. So that's, I I always love tying that story into into that song because that's really where it started. and so, you know, after shows, people come up and then that's when they start asking you, like, oh, what position did you play? And like, oh, were you a linebacker? And I'm like, oh boy, I wish I was a linebacker back <laughs> back, back then. But uh, yeah, no, I was like 40, 50 pounds heavier back then. So. Yeah, offensive line, baby. Yeah, but no, it's, it's awesome. I, um, I mentioned earlier, we got to open up for Eric Church uh, back, in, back in June. And that was the first time I got to see or got to meet Ryan Day. And, uh, just talk. so I got to talk to him for about 20 or 30 minutes. And, um, you know, I thanked him for everything that he's done for the university, the football program, the school. Uh, so yeah, I'm super proud to, you know, be a, a former Buckeye and to be an alumni of, you know, Ohio state. So I'm, I'm very, uh, you know, I, I just, I wrote a song not too long ago. Um, called damn yankees it'll probably be on the uh our second record that we come out with but uh you know you have all these southern folks that they always talk about um you know their pride and like being from the south and being from like georgia and alabama and all that stuff well, i mean we got that same stuff up here too like yeah. i'm just as to come from ohio state as you are to come from georgia or alabama so yeah. it's, you know i understand country music kind of started in, in the south by i'm not trying to knock anything of that but like we got that stuff up here too so like i'm I'm just as proud to be a buckeye as all those guys are to be from a florida gator or a, you know a georgia bulldog so
0: yeah i was gonna say when alabama wanted to get it got did got serious about football they hired a guy from cleveland to be you know to run yeah. things i mean you know so it's like that's you're exactly right hey man now people can be mad at me if i don't ask you this can you give me one verse of either one of those songs? Just get just one verse.
1: Which one? Which one? you want?
0: Uh, give me the one you were talking about when you got that, you know, either one, I think the damn Yankees one said like, it sounds more like a football thing. You want, me, uh, is it going to be too much dead air if I run and go grab my guitar? Uh, no, we can just, we'll just, uh, right now, I'm telling my producer to pause it right here.
1: Yeah. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me, let me
2: go grab it real quick.
0: All right. Hey, uh, Evan, I appreciate you running over, running out to get your guitar there, man. Give us a, Give us maybe that second verse of Damn Yankees, which is going to be coming out on uh, maybe your second. Well, yeah, I think you said your I second idea, album,
1: Mike. Right? I think I think we got the first one all, all set and done right now, but uh, so I think this may be uh, this may be coming up on the second one.
0: And this has a football kind of motif to it, right? As you
1: explained. Yeah, a little bit. Well, like I said, I just felt like I would run on the treadmill, and I would hear all these guys talk about you know being from the South and South this and South that, and I'm like, nobody's got a song about being from up north that I know of so yeah, yeah. sex verse kind of goes like this um
2: your football teams do better but I love to see them play in the winter. when the snow comes down a higher 20 on the ground you ain't throwing that ball far now our boots are just as dirty and our trucks are just as high. What makes you think we can't come feet oh, up Pass a Mason dicks online oh. so that's good. Yeah. I just thought of Zeke Elliott going
0: like uh, 85 on Alabama
1: right there, you <laughs> know, in 2014. Didn't you? Yeah, there I mean that's that's exactly what I think of. But uh, yeah, our, our I kind of
2: maybe messed up a little of the course of there, but um, Our sweet tea mate's funny, and we damn sure don't roll tide. But we still talk to Jesus, just like you do every night. Our belts are made of rust, and our skies are colored gray. Our shine comes clear. It's made right here in Almost Heaven, USA, from Detroit down to Indy. Pittsburgh, Descensi, we're proud, we're proud to be a bunch of damn Yankees, damn Yankees.
0: Damn, I hope none of my my kid folk down in Alabama hear that song. (laughs) I was just down there We finally put my mom and dad's ashes in the ground uh, a couple of weeks ago in Tuscaloosa and stuff but uh yeah no that's good stuff they do think they invented football man i'm like i am not kidding you and I, I went to alabama home games when i was a kid uh back when back in the early 60s uh at 61 to 64 with my dad and older brother but uh yeah it's it's it it the pr- the pride's what drives these things man i just wanted to ask you about you know you, you've been around you've been around the country but especially regionally uh uh is college football in for a world of hurt the more it keeps expanding these conferences what what's your take you know what i mean yeah
1: i th- i think so it's just is the big 10 even really the big 10 anymore it's like it's going to be like a big 25 here pretty soon yeah like it doesn't make any sense it's just um yeah i don't know like I understand why the schools are doing. I understand why the universities and everybody wants to kind of like partner together and like do all these like major TV deals and all this. Stuff. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, Ohio state games are still going to be like the passion, everything, the tradition, everything is still going to be there. I think once you start taking away the traditions, um, like the Ohio state Michigan game will never go away. I don't, I don't believe so. Yeah. So, Uh, it's just like, but once, once you start removing that tradition, I think that's when college football will really start crumbling. I don't foresee, you know, ratings plummeting because Oregon is going to be in the big 10 now. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, or, Or USC, like maybe Ohio state has to play USC at 1030 at night here on the East coast. Uh, it's just like, that's just something that we may have to deal with, but, um, yeah. I, I don't know. It is, it's definitely a weird landscape. Like there's no if, ands or buts about it. Like it's just a weird time to be in college football. I think it'll all work, you know, work itself out in the end, but um, we're just kind of maybe going through some uncertainties and some like maybe growing pains uh, right now. But I, I think, like you said, the the passion for college football will always be there. So if we can start renewing some of these like major rivalries that we had, like, know the the pit and penn states of the world uh you know if we can maybe bring some of those back i think that might reignite yeah it would certainly help some of the stuff uh but you know we'll see i don't know well I was going to say see your song a
0: second ago though it touched on i mean college football is about pride i mean it's about pride and where you either where you're living you know because there are a lot of nouveau uh alabama fans you know what i mean i mean a lot of nouveau alabama they don't remember back in the uh Back in that time between Gene Stallings and Nick Saban, the big, oh. they the big swan, swan, swoon. Yeah. I mean, it's all about regional pride, about bragging about where you're from and and your team, right? I mean, that's what kind of like makes it different.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Everybody's got their own. Like, I mean, even it's kind of cool seeing now, like even in the state of Ohio, with with what Coach Fickle's doing down in Cincinnati. Yeah. And, uh, so he's turning that like program around down there. There's still kind of like in, now there's like an in state like kind of rivalry thing here going on. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, we'll see, we'll see where things happen with, with that, but yeah, everybody loves their, their schools, their regions. That's not going to ever change. Right.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. But dude, I mean, Cincinnati jo- is going to be in the big 12, you know, <laughs> and, uh, uh, West Virginia is in the big 12. I mean, it's just crazy, whatever. Hey, last thing, uh, give people an idea where you're going to be the next couple of weeks. Maybe some people can run into you, uh, who uh, maybe haven't seen your act before or your, your group before.
1: Yeah. So this, this weekend uh, we're playing out in Belmont, Ohio, for the blame my roots festival. Um, we're there with uh, Walker Montgomery uh, and Nico moon. Uh, so I think we play at six o'clock there on Thursday, Friday, we are playing in Powell. Um, I think that, I think they call the festival like the dog days of summer. Um, so we're playing uh, in Powell on Friday night, and, oh, gosh, I'll have to look at my schedule. It's so bad. Like, we're so booked out. I have, yeah. to, like, I have to take it just, like, week by week because if I start looking ahead too much, I start getting, uh, like, my anxiety starts kind of like, freaking out a little bit. Here's um, you a song.
0: Here's your song title. I woke up this morning. My head was in the wrong city.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead
1: now. No, so we got, uh, yeah, we're actually on a little bit of a break uh, towards the end of July. We picked things up back in August. August 4th, we're in Reynoldsburg. Uh, I believe that's the Reynoldsburg Tomato Festival. Sweet. Uh, We're doing the Friday night uh, uptowns in uh, West Jeff, uh, Ohio. That's August 5th. And then um, Hartford County Fair, August 9th. So that's a a random Tuesday. And then we're at uh, Country Jam out in Lazy Acres. Um, I believe that's Nashport, Ohio. Yeah. Uh, Friday, Friday, August 12th. So we've got, we've got all of our dates on, uh, I, I should say the majority of our dates are up on Facebook. I believe we have all of our dates on our website, north to But yeah, man, if any, any of the listeners want to check out North to Nashville, you can find us on Spotify, Apple music, iTunes, uh, our website, like I said, north Um, so pretty much any other social media site there is we're, we're out there. So that's, yeah, gotta, I got you all of our dates and music here's
0: another song i did for you it's just smooth as Vinton county moonshine you know what i
1: mean
0: that's ohio roof. you know something, something like got, that bro. Uh,
1: we're uh we're we've become uh pretty good friends with some venton county boys that uh, i'll bet
0: you have <laughs> <I'll> bet, <laughs> i guarantee you i mean i yeah. i mean uh, there's you know, there's a, there's like 10 songs you could write about venton county but, yeah. but i'm not sure how many how many of them you want to put on your your uh your album, <laughs> but uh,
1: yeah,
0: it'd see, be fun. Yeah. Hey, Evan Blankenship, man, I appreciate you, my man. Appreciate yeah, you yeah, joining yeah. the Tim May podcast.
1: Absolutely, thank you so much for having me. But this is uh, this is fun. I'm glad we're able right. to Got it, man. And folks, until
0: next week, this is Tim May for Evan Blankenship. We will see you then.